What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Ever since my first job in finance, I have been obsessed with the value of feedback. And that's because in this first job that I had, I literally never got it. Maybe it was just my manager's shortcomings, or maybe it speaks to finance's long history of expecting its workers to just figure it out. But in one and a half years of working in finance after college, I received feedback once, literally just once. One time at the six-month mark of my job, my manager pulled me in and conducted a formal feedback session. And all they ended up having to say was, it's too soon to know whether you're doing a good job or not. From that point on, I made it my mission to better understand how to give and how to get feedback. So today, we're talking feedback. It is one of the most important activities to help a professional grow, yet most people suck at giving it. It's time to change that. Let's hop into it. If you want to commit to giving great feedback, you need to understand why it's so important. Here's how I think about it. Throughout our lives, we have teachers. In school, my stats teacher taught me the principles of statistics and then tested me on how I could apply those principles through tests and assignments. In life, my parents taught me the principles of living a well-valued life by reinforcing my good behaviors, like holding the door for someone or saying thank you when complimented. And they corrected my behaviors that went against the values that they taught. Work should be no different. Being a student never stops, and your manager should be your best teacher, guiding you through work in a way that makes you the best version of yourself. If they can do this, not only will you realize the value that they provide, but you'll also optimize the value that you give to your company. As a manager, if you understand the value of feedback from this perspective, a few things should happen for you. First, You'll truly understand why it's important and why it's your responsibility as a good manager, and you'll feel more of a fire under your ass to actually work on it. Second, you'll view feedback not as judgment or a chore, but as a gift that you get to give the person you're managing. Feedback is another one of these professional superpowers that people don't spend nearly enough time thinking about or working on, but if done properly, it truly becomes the great unlock to having motivated, fulfilled employees that reach their max potential while at your company. Now that you get it, here's how you do it. The first step in giving good feedback is all about priming yourself to give good feedback. It's what happens before you step into the room with the person that you're giving feedback to. And it starts by building trust. To give good feedback, the person you're speaking to has to be good at receiving feedback. They are way more likely to do so if they trust you, if they know that your feedback is well-intentioned, and if they feel like their relationship with you is in a good place. And one of the best ways to build trust is to give praise often and authentically so that when you end up giving feedback to the person, they aren't wondering whether you appreciate the work that they do or the person that they are. Another way to prime yourself for giving good feedback is setting the right expectation. Feedback is a really personal experience. Not everyone likes receiving it without preparing themselves mentally. Respect people's process for processing feedback by asking them for permission. 
When you ask someone if they'd be open to getting feedback, it does two things. First, the person is given a say in the matter. They have the choice of whether or not they want to receive feedback. Second, it allows the person to prepare mentally for having this conversation that is centered around feedback, which shows that you respect how they get ready to receive it. Once they say yes, I would also consider asking the person if there's a specific way that they'd like to receive feedback. This gives the person even more agency to feel a part of the process. You want it to feel like a conversation for people, not a lecture. The final way to prime yourself to give good feedback is to understand who you're talking to. Every employee has a different way of processing information that they're being told. Some people like straight shooting, others personalize feedback and need more finesse. These differences in the way that people receive feedback shouldn't materially change how you yourself deliver feedback, but instead allow you to take a nuanced approach to delivering it. For example, if you're talking to someone in the latter camp, someone who needs more compassion, perhaps it's more important to set the stage by saying that the feedback that you're delivering is not a judgment of the person or the character, but instead your observation of the work they're doing and where there's opportunity for growth. It sounds obvious, but it can be a really powerful tool for disarming those who connect feedback to personal failure. Now, once you've primed yourself for giving feedback, it is time to give great feedback. And I believe the best signature of a powerful feedback conversation is when an employee leaves with a clear sense of direction and a feeling of motivation to improve on whatever it is the feedback was centered around. I personally have a single framework for giving great feedback and it is O-E-R-A. Not even gonna try to pronounce it, but it's O-E-R-A. Observation, effect, recommendation, and ask. So let's use an example. Let's say I was in a meeting where a direct report of mine was presenting a new product idea to several senior leaders. And let's say the goal of the meeting was to get senior leaders to buy in such that they'd give the green light for this new product to be taken into development. If I want to give my direct report feedback, it all starts with observation. Feedback is all about objectivity and specificity. Leave your opinions at the door and approach the conversation by sharing exactly what happened. And so in this example, I would share with my report that I noticed about halfway through the presentation, senior leaders were starting to act disengaged with what was being said. They appeared to be typing on Slack, checking their phones, and doing everything but paying attention to the presentation. If you notice, I haven't passed judgment about why I think my direct report's way of presenting caused that. I simply just shared my observation about how the meeting went down. This specificity and directness then gives me the opportunity to share the effect of what I observed. And what I would share is that because senior leaders appear to be disengaged with the presentation, it is possible that they left the presentation with more questions than answers, and possibly they lacked the buy-in we had hoped for in order to get the go-ahead to move the product forward. And so by this point in the conversation, I haven't said anything about my direct report's ability or actions, but I instead focused everything on the specific things that happened in a meeting that this person led and the effect that could have had on the business and the new product that they're working on. So now they understand how things objectively went down and what the impact was of it. This is where it's about offering a direct recommendation to them about how to hopefully remedy what happened 
so it doesn't happen again. It is during this part of the conversation where I would share something along the lines of, I think there are a few things you could do moving forward that would make a world of difference during product presentations and keep senior leaders engaged with what you're saying and feeling really confident about the direction. And then I would go into these specific recommendations so that whatever I say is actionable for my direct report. This gets me to the last part of my feedback session. I have first provided specific observations of what happened in the meeting. Second, I shared the potential effects based on what happened. And third, I provided actionable recommendations for what my direct report can do to avoid those effects next time. The last step is asking. Similar to asking someone if they're open to getting feedback in the first place, I think it's just as important to ask someone what they think about the feedback I just gave. Not only does it give the person the opportunity to share their own thoughts on how I delivered the information, and it shows that I'm open to receiving, not just giving feedback, it also gives me a chance to see if they understood what was said, and also if I personally had been clear in delivering my own feedback. That, my friends, is how you give high-powered feedback. Oh, and just one last recommendation. After you go through a feedback session with someone, document it. Just right after the conversation, jot it down in Google Docs and put it into a Google Drive folder. By documenting, it does a few things. It allows the person that you were giving the feedback to to stay engaged without worrying about voraciously taking notes while you're giving the feedback. Plus, it's always just good to have a paper trail to keep track of an employee's progress over time. I hope you now not only understand the importance of giving great feedback, but also the conditions to set and the steps to take to deliver great feedback. And before you go, two quick things. First, some of you already know this, but I'm running the Founder FaceTime giveaway. If you shoot me an email introducing yourself to alex at morningbrew.com and you share who you are, what you do, and why you listen to Founders Journal, you'll be put in the running to have a 15-minute FaceTime with me where we can discuss anything you want. I'll be picking a winner later this week. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend that you think would love to use Founders Journal as a tool for thinking better in order to build better. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.